Hello everybody and welcome to the podcast Somehow I Father. My name is Gabriel Perez. I am a husband, a father of three kids, eight-year-old, five-year-old, and 14-month-old. Um, I work a full-time job and my wife and I partner together in homeschooling our kids. And my wife also works almost pretty much a full-time job. So it is a crazy balance right now and that is the life. And In this podcast, I like to talk about pretty much my failures, what I'm learning as a father, as a husband, and how I'm making those failures, but also putting them into practice to move forward and grow. So if you're new here, welcome. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. Um, For the people that have been here, thank you so much. I'm always surprised and happy to see, uh, like, constant listeners so um even though i probably don't do what most podcasts should or i'm not i'm not as structured um i appreciate all of y'all being here and supporting and um just that you're continually listening because i guess it means that i'm bringing some sort of value and that's awesome because that is the whole purpose of this podcast um i know when i started it was was uh to bring community and that that's come about in a different way for me but um still um to be able to just speak to to people and and have a voice for fathers and and that is just awesome and i'm rambling and i'm stumbling so let me take a drink of coffee because this week you know, last week I was like, I had no, no, no issues. I didn't really have anything that come up, that came up that uh, that you know I, I kind of failed at. But this week is completely different. You know, coming off of a, a homeschooling week, we did Harry Potter week. We had an awesome time. Yeah, I came back this week, man, and I uh, I just I failed. I failed hard. And and it wasn't like moments of failing it was like just overall failing like just feeling like crap feeling like a horrible dad because what what I found myself doing this week is I was just I felt really overwhelmed I don't know if it's getting back to work but I was just I found myself yelling at my kids a lot and I've noticed I have been raising my voice a little more than normal um and you know sometimes with, I I try to justify my yelling, and I think that's that's also one of the things is. You know it's like, I have I think I have grown a lot more patience, than when I than when I had in the beginning. But even then, so, my patience is thin now, and yeah, just just throughout the days, just finding myself yelling at the kids, being very short. And being at those those times where I'm just like, I'm fried, or I'm burned, and it really just came to a to a hit hit this weekend, like Friday, literally having to scream at my kids, and I wasn't proud of that, and I had to stop, I had to apologize, but it was like, I I I I don't know. What to do when they're just blatantly not listening? 
And I guess a, a part of me is like the expectation. There's that hidden contract that they should just stop and listen to what I'm saying. I don't have to raise my voice. They should, you know, they should just follow through being because they they love me, I guess, or they respect me because we do so much for them that it wouldn't be a hard thing to ask. But literally, our, our, my daughter, my daughter's car seat, they were ripping up the foam underneath the padding that she needs for protection, literally just ripping it up. And I was like, we already, they did it earlier in the week. We told them not to do it, but they thought it was like a fun toy. Uh, you know, they have so many toys, but they got to rip up a car seat foam, protective foam, and that's a fun thing. And then so I'm waiting for my wife in the Dollar Tree. She's at the Dollar Tree. I'm waiting in the car with the kids. And, um, you know, they're just, they're arguing over this piece of foam that they, that they, we're ripping out and still in the car and and so my son is just like I'll get some more and so he starts going to rip more foam from the car seat and I'm just like stop stop it stop it and eventually like the third time I just scream stop it and then I just yell at them ream them like I just told you guys not to do that and you're still continually trying to rip it. And we just had that conversation about not taking the foam out. And, you know, I lost my cool completely. And, of course, my kids freak out like, oh, oh, daddy's daddy's screaming at me. And it's like they get this startled look on their face. And, and yeah, I let them have it. But then, literally, literally, I, had, I just apologized. Like, cause I, I realized that's not how you deal with your kids, not how you talk to them, even though they've pushed me to that point. And I guess that's where I'm struggling, is they are pushing me to this point where I am angry, where I'm losing patience. But they're kids. I mean, that's my expectation, is expecting them to act the way that I think they should, but it's all, but they're kids. Like You just can't it's just not going to happen, I guess. And and I have to find some kind of grounds of being okay with that because I look at my life. And I and what's happening, actually, is I'm comparing my kids to myself. I'm comparing my kids to how I was as a kid, and I'm expecting them to act that way. And it's it's tough because it's like, yes, I don't know. Yes, I want them to act that way. But at the same time, I know I acted that way out of fear, um, you know, and I don't want to. I don't want to raise my kids out of fear of me. So it's like, yeah, you can have them obey you and and do what you ask out of fear, but is that really the way that you want them to view you or to have that relationship with you? And and I've constantly struggled with that because. I guess sometimes I think of myself as a shining example of what a five-year-old or eight-year-old should be like as a kid. And it's not to put myself on a pedestal. It's it's because I literally had great fear of my grandfather. And, but, um, you know, that's not fair for them. And, and we're different. We're unique individuals. And, 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 and. Cause I, like when I grew up, 
I I had to work. Like my grandpa, military man, very strict. Um, you know, there were no hugs. There were no I love yous. There were no kisses. It was, you get your, your ass to work. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, at five years old, I was in the orchard yard that we had. I was digging holes. I was sweeping. I was cleaning. And it was like, and when he said something, you moved. And it wasn't just me. Anyone would move at the sound of my grandpa's voice. I mean, girls used to call me and hang up because they got scared when he answered the phone. He'd be like, hello? Hello? And I'm like, uh, is Gabe there? And he'd be like, who? And like, Never mind. And they'd just hang up. And that's, I mean, he was, he was a hard man. He is a hard man. I mean, he's, he's still alive. Um, so I'm not going to say he was. But, you know, he's just got that, you know, hard times bring hard men. So he grew up in a time where he had to be hard. And he had to, you know, he went through the Vietnam War. He volunteered. He, like, I can understand him. So it's not to blame him. But I also see that everyone wants that, uh, that authority that he has. He has an authority. I mean, when he speaks, people listen. When, you know, he says something, people do it. And if they don't do it, man, there is like in a, probably an immediate like guilt or fear like, oh, I should have done this. And I think we all want that inside. But it's like, how do we, do we want to be the person that gets that? Do we want to be the person that is feared and respected but um, hard to have a relationship with because it, it does create distance and um, in that and there's nothing it's not to, to um, bash my grandpa it's more just to say how I grew up so I grew up thinking that okay when someone says something you just do it and it was you know I did it when, when anyone asked me um, I just was kind of, I guess I was trained in that way. Like someone says something, you do it. And um, and so, and um, and so I wonder how many times I've said that. I guess I really want to be careful how I, because I don't want to bash, um, it's not to bash my grandpa or anything like that, because he's a good man and I have nothing against him. Um so I, it's always trying to be cautious of how I say things, but it's really just to give insight to where I'm at and what I'm thinking. But um, so when I'm I'm trying to go back and rewind and say in my mind, did I say something wrong? Did I say something? I'm mumbling. But so it's like I have that expectation on my kids. That they need to listen. They need to to act a certain way when, when things are told. Like I tell my son not to jump on the couch and not like the couch cushions, but like the top of the couch, the, the frame, because like they're just constantly standing on it. And I'm like, man, we just bought this couch. Like money doesn't grow on trees, you know, all these old sayings that you hear. But um, so I'm like, don't jump on the couch. Don't, don't. And then it's like 10 seconds later, don't jump on the couch. 10 seconds later, don't jump on the couch. Or like, they're like standing in front of the TV. We're all watching a movie. It's like, let me just stand right directly in front of the TV. And I and I guess I'm just complaining to you guys at this point. So I don't want I want to stop right there. But the bottom line is I was fried. I had expectations on my kids to act a certain way. 
and it's expectations based upon myself and who I was growing up. And it honestly wasn't fair. And it ended up culminating in, in Saturday night just, you know, it's not even, when I talk about it, it's not even a big deal. But I asked them to stop. They kept blowing up a balloon and, and letting it fly. Um, at this point, it was just a balloon filled with spit. And my son kept blowing up and putting it in my face and letting it go. I'm like, stop, dude. Like, I don't want your, your stinky breath and your spit in my face right now. And did it like three times before I was like, all right, enough. Go to bed. That's it. And my wife was just like, Ugh. And then there it is. The, the stab in the heart because she's obviously disappointed in what I just did. And what I just did was like, consequences like oh that's it consequences you guys go to go bed now you guys failed and and it, it just I was fried and so I told my wife like I was fried but then it came to a point where you know she tries to offer me advice and I just don't want to take it I just don't want to hear it and I'm just completely fried and then I'm I'm justifying my actions and it just wasn't it wasn't going well because, you know, I'm just angry and she doesn't know where I, exactly I'm coming from. I mean, she understands being fried. She's with the kids like all day, 24 hours a day. And this was a day that I just happened to be with them all day on my own. And, you know, if I can relate, yeah, it's, it is frustrating. <laughs> like, uh, I'm usually at work, so I get to go to work and separate um, and then come home and kind of have a regroup but my wife is just constantly trying to navigate work and the kids and and all of this so I, I really see how it can be tough but I was fried that day I was fried over the week and I was just constantly yelling at the kids and, and overall this week during that time I had already been kind of shaming myself and dumping on myself of yeah I'm yelling at the kids a lot I just don't like how that looks I don't like how that that is and, you know, you start to feel like a bad dad. You start to feel like, I'm just not a good dad. I'm not living up to what I should be. Or, you know, I'm failing in this and this and that. And, and that's actually, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Because it's, it's good to recognize your mistakes. Like, yeah, I'm yelling at the kids a lot. But what the bad thing is, is you just start building, like, a prison of shame again. You know, I talked about comparing and and the thief of joy. Well, it's like it, it literally gets to that point, too, where all of a sudden you're just not living up to how you think you should and are, you know, you're trying to be your best and you're just not. And then so you just start putting yourself down, and that's what I was doing. Like I was just like, I'm feeling like a horrible dad. And I think that's really what I was getting angry about, you know, and talking with my wife. It wasn't anything with her. It was just I beat myself up. I'm already, you know, and so when she just says that's one thing or just that, ugh, it just kind of hits me on a different level to which, you know, for her it probably wasn't that big of a deal. But when you're at, when your glass is already, you know, I don't know, how, how full to the brim and then that just spills over, I guess. That's the way I'm going to describe it. And that's what happened, man. I just, I just completely got lost, and I just could was so angry, could not, you know, really hold a conversation. And, but I was telling her just what I needed was a, 
the moment to just be like to just feel that 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 friedness and just have someone to relate to and that's what I try to convey and I think it brings me back to this podcast is it it's connect is dads need that outlet to just say I'm fried and in a peaceful place and just let it go let it you know let it sit there sit in it and just be like yeah I failed not really being a good father need sometimes you just need to kind of have a moment to accept it to, to just feel it and go through it so you can move on I'm reminded of uh, and I, you know I even told us when we were talking uh, that night is um, I don't know if you, anyone watches Scrubs it was an old show well not that old I mean it was like it was in the 90s I believe but um, Scrubs, a doctor show. There's this one doctor, Dr. Cox, who's a hard doctor, but really um, passionate about, about being a doctor. Always tries to do good for his patients, but also kind of a, a dick. And so um, I think that's why they call him Dr. Cox with an X, though. But um, he just had this moment where nothing went right. He couldn't save the patients because of the system or just because they're dying and he just was tired of losing lives. And so, you know, he was like the mentor to the main character. And so eventually he goes, I'm done. I'm done. And he just walks out and leaves. And and the dude was just like, what? You can't be done. You're like, you know, you're the man. You're the, the, the lead head doctor, chief, of, you know, whatever. And he comes to his apartment later. He grabs him and he goes, we're going for a drink. And they go out for a drink. And so the whole time, the guy's like, the the young doctor's like, so what's going on? Let's talk. And he doesn't want to talk. He just wants to drink and kind of kind of sulk, I guess, and, and just be in silence. But he just wants to drink. And he just wants him there. And so, you know, he stays there. He, he hangs out with them. But he's like, I don't get why you want to talk. And then, or, you know, he's trying to get him to explain his feelings. And he just says, you know what? Because I got nothing left. And, and. And it was just like, he just, it's like, I'm out. And he just, and he, he goes, this job's taking its toll on me and I got nothing. And he leaves. And so he's like, this is the end of my mentor, the lead doctor, whatever you call them. And then so he's like talking to the nurses, he's concerned. He's like, hey, he's not coming back. You know, trust me, he'll be back. And then sure enough, he walks through that door and he's like, today is a great day. And he's like, ready to go. And uh and it just kind of hit me because it's like sometimes you need that. You need to be able to unwind to just go through those feelings of like, I suck. This this sucks. And even sometimes like I, I, I give up at trying to do this. But, you know, it's those moments too where you're also getting given the uh, the courage to stand back up. And I think that's that's the big aspect too is getting back up is getting the courage to say, okay, you know, yeah, you, you felt those feelings. And I don't know how dark it can get for some people. Some people can get really dark. But for me, it was just feeling like a failure as a dad. I'm like, I got nothing. Like, I'm just always angry, I, you know, and, and that's not the relationship I envision. It's not where I want to be. But, you know, I, I just suck. And you just say that and kind of just be there and and I just just needed that empathy from my wife because I've, I've said this before but empathy is not saying well you need to do this you need to do that empathy is saying 
I hear you. And I know how you feel. And it's just getting, it's like someone's in a hole and you're telling them how to get out. Like, hey, just climb this ladder. Hey, just just do this, just do this. And you're shouting from the top of the hole because that's where you're at. But the person's down deep. And empathy is, is getting down in the hole with them. Saying, all right, where are you at? Let's, let's, how are you feeling? Let's get out of this. Or just being in the hole with them. And then, and then you get your way out. Um, so that was something I needed. I think that's something that uh, the real reason I started this podcast was that guys had a place where they can, I felt like they could unwind. But honestly, it's me unwinding to you, but then maybe giving you that space to say, okay, yeah, I need to do that too. And, you know, finding whoever that is for you, finding um, that person that you can just say, yeah, this is where I'm feeling like a failure, or this is where I'm just blowing it, and, you know, letting it out, letting it out, and then that way you can move on from it and move forward. So um, I always say, if anyone wants to email me, my email is fatherup.com seven at gmail.com I believe so I have completely disengaged from social media so um, I know I had some people following me as somehow I father but I am just done with social media and I, I've kind of told you that too like that's just something that I've realized I need less and less of in my life and so I'm gone I'm gone so guys I, I hope it wasn't too much of a rant I hope it, too, it wasn't too much of a complain session um that's where i was at feeling like a failure but it's a new day new week sunday was a lot better and you know taking it day by day so with that i just want to say thank you guys for being here i appreciate you all hope you have a great week and uh we'll talk next time